Today's episode is brought to you by Small Biz Social Society. Small Biz Social Society is a membership for ambitious entrepreneurs that want to stand out on social media that I created to help you gain visibility, increase your confidence, create more exciting content so that you can make an impact, have more fun on social media, and of course, make more money, honey. This membership is packed with value. There's a new training with yours truly every single month. We have master classes from guest experts every single month talking to us about online marketing and entrepreneurship. And we have an incredible community of badass entrepreneurs in this group that are rising up together. If you want to do great things on social media and in your business and in your life, this is the place for you. Enroll today at smallbizsocialsociety.com. Welcome to the Social Sunshine Podcast. I'm your host, Brittany Crossan, and I'm here to help you build a brand, make an impact, and have some fun on social media. I'm the owner of Fun Love Media, a social media management and content creation agency in Houston, Texas. I'm a wife, a mom of two, and when I'm not working or with my family, you can find me on my Peloton bike or tread, dancing on social media, or cuddle up with wine watching reality television. Please know that the show could include some grown-up language here or there. Let's get started. Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the Social Sunshine Podcast, episode 105. I am your hostess, Brittany Crossan. Hello. Welcome. Welcome to another episode. Thank you for coming back. If you have been here before, I love you deeply and appreciate that. If you've never been here before, welcome to the party. We are, believe it or not, going to have fun talking about marketing. I'm telling you, it's possible. <laughs> this show is mostly mostly focused on social media marketing, um, and we also venture into a little other bits of marketing talk here and there, and uh, entrepreneurial journeys, and hoping to inspire and lift each other up. As we all know, that entrepreneurship can be quite lonely. So um, today's show is a good one. My guest Nicole Homsaloo, which I make sure and say her name right. Nicole knows. Whenever I interviewed her, I was like. Correct me if I mess this up. (laughs) But Nicole is here to give her top five social media tips, right? That can be applied to all different kinds of businesses. These are really universal tips. And it's just really good to go back to those basics and remind yourself of your, your most important factors to consider when you're doing your social media marketing for your business or brand. So my chat with Nicole is coming up in just a few minutes. Um, I wanted to, before that, chat with you about a couple of things. First of all, um, it's been an interesting day here at my house because uh, my husband found a, a squirrel in the attic. So that's neat. Um, I'm not really sure what happened with said squirrel. Um, I don't ask too many questions whenever he is handling um, rodents and whatnot, (laughs) which luckily, knock on wood, are not a big issue, okay? (laughs) But, um, you know, when it comes to that or bug issues, it's, it's his department. It's Ryan's department. So that's been happening today while I've been working. Also homeschool has been happening, uh, today, as you may know, if you, especially if you follow me on Instagram, um, we are temporarily doing homeschool. So that's an adventure. (laughs) 
I mean, honestly, sometimes it's absolutely fabulous because of the flexible life that you get by doing homeschool, right? Um, but sometimes it's difficult, like when you have to teach, you know, a fifth grader math. That can be difficult. So it's been an eventful day here, that's for sure. And um, and but it's all good. Everything's all all good. Yeah. Speaking of uh, following me on Instagram, I want to mention something really quick. And this could be something you could use yourself on Instagram. So if you want to be on my close friends list on Instagram, send me a DM. Just go to my Instagram at Brittany Crossan. Mine. We have an Instagram for the show as well, but I'm talking about mine. So go to at Brittany Crossan, DM me and tell me, um, add me to close friends. And I'll add you. And if you're not familiar with with what that is, let me tell you really quick because you could be using it yourself. Close friends on Instagram is a way to add people to a specific list, okay, separate from anything else. Like just you can add people to this close friends list and then you can create and share stories that go only to them. So like I think right now I have like – 150 people that have opted in to be on my close friends list on Instagram so far. And I say opted in because most of them I asked, do you want to be on it? You know, and people would say, add me or whatever. And then some people that I actually just like know, or that are my buddies or people that are like in my membership and things like that. I just go ahead and toss them in there anyway, because we're close friends. But anyway, the point of close friends is that you can share these stories on Instagram that go only to these people. It's a way to go even deeper with these relationships you have with with people on Instagram. Essentially, it's like being able to send a big ass group text message, essentially, to everybody except for its stories. So it can be video and all the fun things that stories are. And you can use it strategically in your business. I mean, I my close friends list is it's part, it's strategic. Yes. I mean, almost anything I ever do on social media is strategic in one way or another, even if it's just contributing to the overall, um, quality of my brand, maybe something like that. But, but with a close friends list, you can be strategic in a way of like adding people that are interested in say, you know, um, a product you're about to be coming out with that you're going to be selling, you know, they want more information or people that want, you know, a, deeper look into the services that you provide and you give extra tips and information to just them in the close friends. Um, There's really cool ways to work it. So if you're in my close friends list, you already know that what I have chosen to do with mine is to give anyone on the close friends list an inside look at pretty much anything I've got going on. So like, for example, sometimes I'll do behind the scenes of this show of of the Social Sunshine Podcast, and I will talk about like what I'm about to be working on, what I'm about to be recording, how the process works for me and my team, and how we do the episodes. Um, sometimes I talk about something I'm doing in my social media marketing agency and Fun Love Media, like client work we're working on and how we're managing their social media accounts. Um, so a lot of it can be businessy, but also sometimes it's just deeper talk with each other. You know, I had a really good talk with my close friends a few days ago talking about how the path to success is never as straight and simple as what we had hoped or planned it would be, right? It's a winding road. And we had a, had a really nice talk about that. So it's just a really cool opportunity. You know how I feel like uh, how I, I say that social media is an opportunity in so many ways. And the close friends list is just another really great opportunity to get a little bit deeper with a certain set of people on Instagram. So if you're not using it yet, definitely look into that and get to using it. If you want to be on mine, just DM 
DM me on Instagram and let me know. Okay. So one other thing I want to chat with you about, um, in addition to close friends list is because we are, let's see when this episode comes out, let me look at my calendar. What day is it right now? Okay. This episode releases on Monday, October 25th. I don't know when you're actually listening to it on, but that's the day it releases, right? Monday, October 25th, 2021. So we're nearing the end of the year. And I want to share with you something we've been doing in my membership in Small Biz Social Society because it might be helpful to you to get this like frame of mind when it comes to your social media marketing for your business or brand. Okay. So what we've been doing is what I called SUN 2021, like S-O-N 2021, which simply stands for September, October, November. Okay. It's not that deep, but the reason why I created this September, October, November thing for the members of Small Business Social Society kind of follow along with in those months, in those three months, is that it really feels good to prepare, right? We all know that, even though we don't all always do that, especially with our social media, even though I talked to you about how helpful it is to go ahead and batch some content ahead of time. I know sometimes it's just a pain in the ass and you still don't do it, but we all know that when we prepare, we end up feeling really great about it, right? But here's the tricky thing about preparing at the end of the year for, first of all, ending that year with a bang, but also starting that next year off on the right foot, right? Here's the problem. So many people focus on like the last 90 days of the year. Like this is a trend. This is a popular thing, I think. Last 90 days, last 100 days, whatever. But that includes December. And let's just be honest. December is wild. It's amazing. I love December. It's one of my most favorite months of the whole year, if not my favorite month of the whole year. I am, I mean, just call it basic bitch. It's fine. I don't even care. I'm not even mad about it. Like give me the Hallmark Christmas movies. Give me the shopping in the store where the Christmas music is playing. Like I want some cool weather, Houston, please, dear mother nature. Um, I want to be able to like wear a sweater. I want to have hot chocolate. I want to bake all the cookies. I want to do all these things. Right. And I'm sure a lot of you do too. And on top of it, it's just wrapping up so many things. (laughs) wrapping up gifts and so many other things. I'm sorry. It was a bad joke. Um, blame it on my dad. I grew up with corny jokes, but there's so much going on right already. So I wanted to present, um, something to my membership and now to you just to give you a little peek into what we're doing that would help everyone feel prepared to be ending the year good ending it strong and also starting 2022 strong without the pressure of doing so much shit in December. Like, I'm sorry, but the bottom line is, is that December is wacky busy. So that's why we've been doing September, October, November and focusing on those. So that way we're spending that time before we get to December to feel rather prepared already. Does it mean that you're going to take the whole month of December off? Probably not. Um, I know I'm not, you know, we're all going to be working in December, but, but you don't want to have extra stuff. So if you want to devote a little bit of extra attention to ending 2021 good in your business and also starting 2022 good as well, here's what we have been doing so far. Um, Just an overview. So September, we really focused on organization of your content that you're creating for social media, right? So organization, meaning creating some sort of a 
routine, a system, a content calendar, and that sort of thing. And I actually did a whole live masterclass on this, on how you can do that using a Google Calendar. Uh, which is fantastic because it's free and it's easy to use and it's all these wonderful things. So I did a whole live masterclass on that in September so we can make sure we're going to be really organized and commit to like how many times per week you're going to post and make sure and actually follow through, right? And then October has been about the actual creation of content, right? So um, like my guest who... Well, now that this episode's out, she just came into the, the membership a few days ago. Uh, Jenna Lee Miller, who has also been on this show, look it up. It was such a good episode. She's fabulous. She was our guest in October talking about content creation preparation, you know, which is so helpful. Again, we're preparing to succeed. And then um, my live masterclass this month was about um, – top content ideas for the big four social media platforms. So that's um, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and TikTok, and giving you actual ideas of the types of content that work best on each one. So you can see we've already done the organization aspect and how you're going to really get your shit together, essentially, for your social media content in September. October has been all about creating the content and that process and making sure you got a good flow with that and got some good ideas. And then November is going to be something else, which I'm not going to tell you yet, um, to really round it all out. Right. So that's what we're doing. You just got a little free sneak peek into what's happening in small business social society. If you want to really, really dive in and really be a part of this, I highly, highly, highly recommend you visit the website and just, you know, look it over and read and see if it's for you. It's smallbizsocialsociety.com. And here's the deal with this. I have decided to leave the enrollment open year round, at least for a while. I've committed. I committed to leaving it open for a year. Okay. Um, as of, I don't know, last month or something. Um, because there's all this opening of doors and closing doors and opening enrollment and closing enrollment and, and, and making it so urgent for people. They have to only join certain times a year, which is a very common marketing practice and which I totally understand the advantage of. And I understand the psychology behind it, but essentially it's a fucking pain in the ass for me. And also it's, it's like, man, I, I don't want to limit when someone joins a small bit social society. I want to welcome anyone when it's the right time for them to join the family and hopefully stay in the family for forever because it's really the most badass group of entrepreneurs on the internet. That's for sure. So definitely go to the website, go to smallbizsocialsociety.com, look at it, see if it feels like a good fit for you. Um, definitely um, follow on Instagram and Facebook. We actually have pages for Small Biz Social Society. So definitely follow on Instagram and Facebook to keep up to date with what's coming up and enroll when it's right for you. But if you go ahead and enroll now, you're going to be able to reap the rewards or the benefits of this sun 2021, the September, October, November thing that we're we're focusing on right now so that, um, so that everybody ends the year awesome and starts next year. Awesome. I'm super stoked about that. And then you'll feel super prepared before December even gets here. And then in December, you can watch all the fucking Hallmark movies that you want to, which is exactly what I'm going to do. Okay. Um, I, I'm done with my little chat with you for today. I'm going to shush because I want to move on to this chat coming up next, the top five social media tips from Nicole Homsaloo.
Today's guest is a social media strategist and founder of Thrive Collective Co. She helps businesses strategically grow and hit their goals on social media. Her experience working for other agencies helped her learn what works and what doesn't. And she's applied those lessons and that knowledge to her own business and clients today. And a fun fact, she studied abroad in Barcelona during college and can't wait to get back there someday. Welcome to the Social Sunshine Podcast, Nicole Homsalu. Hi, thank you so much for having me. And I did... so I said your name right. Yes. Yes. You okay. did it right. <laughs> before before you heard, you guys heard my intro, I had been saying it over and over to make sure I didn't mess it up because I want to respect your name. So anyway, <laughs> welcome. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for taking the time um, to be here. I'm excited. Yeah, of course. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. Um, okay. So first of all, before we dive in, because we're going to go with your top five social media tips because you have tons right. of experience with that. But before that, how tell me what made you even get started working in social media in the first place? Like, was it a long plan or did you stumble into it or what? Yeah. So I love this question. Um, I definitely stumbled into it. So my background, I studied marketing in college, marketing and finance. I went into the media and marketing space, working for different uh, agencies and things like that. So my experience there though, wasn't necessarily in the social media space. It was a little bit more traditional media. So we were focused more on TV, radio, and working with some bigger brands um, at those agencies that I worked for. And then as I kind of went along in my career, I started working for smaller and smaller agencies because I felt really like, oh, maybe I want to move to that more entrepreneurial business owner type space eventually. So I wanted to kind of get a taste for what that was like by going into those smaller agencies. And at that point, when at the last place that I worked, I was uh, one of eight people on that team. And so I really got to see the ins and outs of how to run a business. The owner was really, really transparent. And, um, and again, we got to wear a lot of different hats, not just like the title that I had going into it. Um, So from there though, COVID happened, of course, and was laid off from that position because again, said it was a small company. They didn't really have that wiggle room and a lot of buffer kind of money laying around for any kind of uncertainty. And so was laid off from there. And instead of going to look for another job, I really just decided that was my kind of you know, that was the the sign, I guess I took it as a sign that like, okay, even though I had nothing prepared, I didn't really plan on doing it this soon. I was like, that's going to be it. And I'm going to just try it and see what happens because everything's really kind of crazy right now. And so might as well add to it and go do something crazy as well. Uh, so started my own business. I actually started more in the business coaching space because I kind of was interested in psychology and the marketing side of things. So um, I thought that coaching would be a nice fit for me. So did that for probably about three to six months, realized I don't really actually like that side of things, but that's really how I learned a ton more about social media, especially from that smaller business perspective, because before I was working on much bigger brands. um, And so didn't really get to see how small businesses do it or how, um, what benefits them and how to really grow something from more of that like zero kind of space. So learned a lot through that business coaching stunt stint that I had there. Um, And that's when I really realized that I really wanted to have more of a hands-on approach with the businesses that I worked with rather than just coaching them. I wanted to actually provide strategy for them. And I wanted to actually have um, more of a, uh, a say in kind of what was going on within their businesses on the strategy side of things. And so that's why I realized, okay, I actually want to shift more now to this social media agency, becoming that social media strategist so I can actually 
help develop the strategy, kind of see it through, do more of the analytical side of things too, and content creation and providing more of my input into something rather than just telling someone what else to do or kind of guiding them to do it on their own. I wanted to really have my, my hand in it. So that's kind of how I got to this point today. <laughs> Okay, cool. Well, you know, it's interesting that you made that comparison of like helping someone and guiding them that they're, they're doing it themselves with your guidance versus like done for you services essentially Mm -hmm. is what you're providing now, which is what I provide in my business as well. And it is, they're like such different animals and you're right about the whole like coaching thing and consulting thing. It can be difficult and frustrating because you, you didn't do the work yourself. You tried it, but you can't force, like, what do they say? You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink or whatever. Make them drink. So, yep. so it depends on the client. It depends on the situation. So then if you don't see as good a results as what you'd want, if, because maybe they didn't want to, you know mm. what I mean? Like they took their own yes. path because they didn't quite do maybe what you suggested. It's a very interesting, complex situation when right. done for you services with an agency setting, like you have, and what I have is more like, look, <laughs> tell me what, like, what's your <laughs> overall goal here? What are we trying to accomplish? What are we doing mm-hmm. here? Blah, blah, blah. And then it's like, boom, I'm going to make the magic happen for you. Right. Exactly. <laughs> it feels exactly. good. It feels like an accomplishment when you can actually do that for someone. Right. Right. Exactly. And I think that's kind of why I was more drawn to it. Cause I, I think, you know, and again, every client's different, but when I was doing the coaching space, it was like some clients were a little more frustrating where I was like, I'm trying to help them out. I'm trying to suggest things. And then they wouldn't, they it's again, they, they have to do it themselves. And if they can't do it, then they're not going to get results. And so that was a little frustrating for me. And I think that's why I was more drawn to actually done for you services. And why I was like, okay, I'm going to just do it, do it myself (laughs) for you and, and help out that way instead. Yeah. Right. Well, it's so needed. I it, it, businesses like ours really are so needed still. I mean, social media in the big picture, as far as just like, you know, advertising and marketing in general and history, it's still very young. So it's yes. so cool that, that people are there to help people like you that can actually help businesses with this. Cause you have to be on social media, obviously. Um, <laughs> yes. okay. Well, cool. Well, that is so interesting. I love that. I love that you like, it took a little bit of time and figuring out and you got to your, your, place where you're feeling really good now. And it's funny that you said that about the whole pandemic situation, because I think that there's a lot of stories like that. I mean, I know I have my own, my yeah. family, we have our own pandemic story of like a pivot and how it all turned out mm-hmm. better. And it's crazy, right? Like, but if you, I feel like a lot of times whenever stuff like that happens in life, cause we are all business owners. Yeah. But we're also people. So like right. you have these weird situations happen and sometimes it actually leads you to to something better. Right. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. Of course. Like, yeah. When you get laid off, it's no one's ever like no. cheering about it. <laughs> no. It's never a happy thing, but yeah, but obviously ultimately it led to a better position for me and it pushed me into doing something that maybe I wouldn't have done or it would have taken me a lot longer to get here. So, so yeah, ultimately it works out for the best. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. I love that story. That's awesome. Um, okay. So let's dive into the topic. So you're going to share us mm-hmm. with us, um, your five social media tips, um, like, five of your favorites or five of your big ones, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. All right. Let's, let's dive in. I'll, I'll let you take over. What's the first one? All right. So I'll go through each one and then I'll like, just kind of do like the headline and then I can dive deeper into each one of the tips. Cause I think each of them kind of needs a little explanation. Um, so number one is being social and building relationships using social media as it's designed. Number two, sharing your story. Number three, being yourself, number four, optimizing your pages, and number five, creating content pillars. So 
for the first one, being social, using social media for what it's really designed for. Um, it's truly really important because that's exactly what social media was created for. It was created to build those connections, um, connect you to people that you maybe wouldn't have met in real life. And so it, you know, business and selling is about the relationships that you build and the network that you have. And so if people don't really feel that comfortable with you or people don't really trust you, they're not really going to end up then buying from you. So you have to use social media. Like I kind of like to think about it as a way to network and build those relationships with people. So again, even if someone's not necessarily a potential client or something like that, they're still someone that can ultimately help you and lead to different opportunities and things like that. So I think a lot of times people will just post on social media and then just kind of sit back and not do anything. So, and, you know, wait for people to come to you, but you really want to be more of that active participant who provides a value answers people's questions, engages with people, having that dialogue kind of back and forth is something I think that's really important when it comes to social media for small businesses. I am like, I'm so, yes, (laughs) I'm over here, like cheering in my own little world over here, because that's a huge one that I like to talk about as well. And and I've lived it. You know what I mean? Like when you've experienced yeah. something you try to go tell people like, Oh, this was the best chocolate cake I ever had. I swear. Mm-hmm. Try it. You know, it's a, kind of the same idea because you're right. When you said you hit the nail on the head, when you said maybe every single person that you network with and meet and talk to and stuff on social is necessarily going to be a client of yours, but they might know someone or it might lead to some other opportunity that does this or that. It's, it's really kind of magical if you just let it flourish. Right. Yes. I mean, I I just had that the other day. There's this, there's a girl that, that sent one of her family members to me to talk about being a client, not, not for her, but for her family, (laughs) but because we know each other on social. Right. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So it's never, never discount anyone, you know, don't like kind of even when you're being social and using social media to get clients, don't ever think that it's just like, that's the main end goal. Cause again, like exactly like you said, like they can always connect you to someone else or again, it's benefit you in some other way that maybe you didn't even think of before. So, exactly. so always being open, I think to that too. Perfect. Yeah. Okay. And then number two, so sharing your story. So obviously I think a lot of us know, like people connect with stories. That's really what relates us to each other. Um, so a lot of marketing, when you think about it actually comes down more to that storytelling aspect. So you aren't really necessarily selling just your product or your service. You're selling someone that, that story of what they can get from that. So when it comes to your business, I think sharing your own story can really be very powerful and it provides a lot of that connection point between you and your audience. So just kind of like how I just shared kind of how I got started and COVID and all of that, maybe someone out there has a similar story and that's like a connection point and that, um, that connected someone else to me in a better way than maybe if I hadn't talked about that or hadn't said my specific story. So like when people know that someone has gone through some of the same things that they're going through, it builds more of that no like, and trust factor. It maybe prompts someone to reach out. It spurs someone to engage with you and make that comment and connect you on more of that personal level, rather than just talking about your business too. And again, it could be still your brand story. It could still be business related, um, but you add in that more of that personalized aspect to it. Right. Oh yes. Love it. Yes. Story. Okay. Awesome. I'm taking notes over here. I'm taking notes. Okay. Perfect. All right. Number three. (laughs) Yes. Number three. So going along kind of, I think with sharing your story, you want to be also honest and authentic. And I think right now authenticity is like 
that huge kind of talked about thing. It's like, uh, what's the word? It's, it's like um, a, bu- like a buzzword. buzzword. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So but it's real. I don't always love to say it. Yeah, I know it's, I don't always love to say it cause it is that buzzword and probably gets overused, but it, it is real. Yeah. So, um, but I think a lot of times when we're at least starting out for sure, we kind of look to other people to see what are they doing? What's working for them? Why are they successful? And I think that's important to do, but it, you don't want to be just like that copycat of them just because it worked for them. Doesn't mean it's going to work for you. So obviously like take a look at what other people are doing. You can learn from how other people are successful, but still ultimately you want to bring your own spin to things. You want to kind of, again, take all that with a grain of salt and see, can this be applied to me? How can I make this more fit to who I am? Um, Because again, I think that's really, you know, you don't, you don't want to be a copycat of everyone else because then you're not going to stand out among competitors. So really the, the best way to stand out from other people who are doing the same thing as you is to be yourself. Cause again, I know cheesy sound, but like, you know, there's no one else who is you. So that is kind of one of the biggest things that you can do to stand out. Right. For sure. Total truth. It, it's like, it does sound like such a cliche, but it's when you think about things like that, you're like, well, there is only one me. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> it's very, I know. it sounds so like super, like ooh, cheesy motivational, but it, but it's the truth. Yeah, <laughs> Yep. exactly. Okay. We've got one, two, three. Okay. Now we're on number four. Yes. So this one's kind of a little more technical, um, but optimizing your pages. So whether you have Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, whatever, however, whatever platforms you have, making sure your bio have is clear, consistent on what you do. It's easy for someone to go onto your page and right away understand what it is that you do. They don't have to guess and kind of scroll through posts and things like that to really know. So it has to be really, really obvious right off the bat. Um, and you also want to have more of that consistency across all of your platforms too. So don't have your Facebook say something completely different than your Instagram. So having that branding and messaging across all platforms be similar, doesn't always have to be exactly the same, like tailor to the platform and to the audience on those platforms, but you still want it to be consistent with your branding and your messaging. So um, again, your bio, the initial look of your page should have a kind of cohesive look to it. Um, Something that I also like to recommend is having kind of like bingeable content. So if I landed on your page and I saw like all of your highlights, I could go through a bunch of your highlights, really get a really good feel for who you are, what you do, and anything else that you really want to come across in your branding or your marketing. Um, You can have, maybe that looks like IGTVs, uh, reels, whatever it is. A lot of people like to consume content differently. So for me, like when I go on Instagram, I kind of go right to stories. Like that's what I usually go and do right away. Um, Other people might like to read those long, long posts. Other people might want to look at the reels. So having that variety of content um, will really optimize your page. It'll allow people to really get in a good idea of who you are, who you are. And so having, and you know, of course, hopefully this goes without saying, but making sure that all of your links work, they're directing to the right place. Because again, that could be just such an easy way to, to lose a client, a potential client. So optimizing your pages, making sure that's consistent and clear across all platforms with your branding and messaging and having kind of that bingeable content, something that people can, will want to stay on your page for are all ways to optimize your, your platforms. Right. Oh, I love it. And I love that you mentioned that sometimes you need to kind of like tweak it a little bit, depending upon the platform, right? Like you want clearly it to be pretty clear messaging, like that all goes together, obviously, but yeah, like you might, have something a little bit more like cute or fun or casual that's on your Instagram bio that maybe on your LinkedIn bio, like you word it just a little bit differently so that that audience can relate to it better. 
Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So of course don't do everything the same. Yeah. Yeah. Tailoring it, but keeping that same core corner component to it. Yep. Right. Okay. Love it. Okay. (laughs) And now number five. Yes. The last one is creating content pillars. So a lot of times what I see out there, people either are only selling their stuff. So they're just posting about whatever kind of business they have. They're just posting about that end product that they have just like the one thing, or they're kind of all over the place and they don't have like any consistency with their content. So having those three to five content pillars, which are basically topics that are relevant to your business that you stick to with your content that you can rotate through, that it makes it so much easier for people to understand again, what you do, but it doesn't always have to be focused on just selling your product. It can be tips around something. It could be, maybe you do want to bring in more of that personal side of something because if you're a personal brand, maybe you want to share, showcase a little bit of that personality, personal side to you. Right. Um, again, education could be one. Um, but again, picking three to five content pillars that are related to your business that you can rotate between, that people can know what to expect when they come to your page instead of being either being sold to all the time or being kind of confused of like, why is she even posting this? How is this related at all to what she's doing? You want to kind of have that consistency, but you don't want it to be the same thing over and over and over again. So that's why I really recommend three to five different kind of topics or buckets or pillars, whatever you want to call them. (laughs) Right. Right. Yes. No, I'm with you. Totally. I love that. Okay, cool. Um, okay. And do you think that, oh, oh, you already, no, you said that. Cause I, I always tell people it's pretty much what you just said. I think, sorry, I'm getting my, my thoughts mixed up, but about the, I wanted to emphasize like about the whole personal brand thing. Cause that's one of the things that I talk about a lot. And, and I love that you mentioned the fact that like, you can also post about things that aren't your business. Like if you just want to throw in a dash of like, if you're an avid marathon runner. I mean, that's very interesting. Mm-hmm. Why would you not talk about that? And then, you know, right. just mention like that you, you've got a race coming up and cause people are going to, people are going to connect with you on that level. And then exactly. And then, like you said earlier, what if they end up needing your services or know somebody that does sure. Maybe they found you because you talked about your running, but that's part of you and it's real. So why not include it? Cause we're humans. We want to like connect on that level, you know? Yes, totally. And especially again, with the personal brand, I think, you know, sometimes everyone's different with how much they want to share about personal things versus not. And like, I think that ratio, everyone's always like how much personal to to business. And it's like, it so depends on, depends on what your business actually is. Is it a personal brand or not? How comfortable are you sharing X, Y, and Z? You know, what do you actually want to share? Like how comfortable are you divulging things? Everyone has a different level of like, how much they really want to talk about personal stuff. Um, and then it also, I think depends on like how far into your business are you? So like, again, right. no one's going to like, what's your kind of end goal too. So there is no like hard and fast, like 80% business, 20% personal. It so depends on so many of those different factors. But I think typically if you are a personal brand, you're going to have to share at least something, something personal about yourself. Right. Yeah. Just something I always like to say, like, um, it doesn't have to be private. Like people don't need to know, like how many times you poop today. They just might want to know a little tidbit about your life. No big deal. It doesn't have to be anything too terribly deep. If you don't want it to be. Yes, exactly. I love that. Show a picture of your dog or something. There you go. Exactly. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Okay. So list them out for us one final time, all five. Yes. So number one, building relationships, using social media to be social. Number two, sharing your story. Number three, being yourself. Number four, optimize your pages. And number five, create content pillars. 
Perfect. I love it. Those are such solid advice. I'm telling you to those of you listening right now, if you actually do those things, <laughs> it will make yes. such a huge difference. Right. I think a lot of people stumble into social media and they're like, I don't know, let's just see what happens. And I'll just post this thing. And it isn't, you know, maybe not everything is super strategic at first, if you're a beginner right. and that's okay. But if you follow like basic guidelines like this, then even if you want to change something later about your brand or about the way right. you present yourself, you can't, but you have to start somewhere. And yes, if it's, if it's too much of a mess, then nobody's going to understand what the hell you're doing. Like, yeah. <laughs> like what you offer. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. And I think you touched on a good point. Like, again, at the beginning, I think one of the biggest things, and you know, this list isn't necessarily for someone who hasn't started yet, but the biggest thing that I think people, I always hear is that they're, they're scared to post something or they don't know what to post because, and they get more stuck in their heads about it. Yeah. And the best thing that you can do is just at the beginning, just post something like, yeah, try to follow these guidelines if you can, but just get over it, get, start putting yes. things out there. And again, most likely at this point, if you haven't really posted anything, no one's really watching you anyway. So get it out now, get that practice out where no one's paying attention. That's and then true. eventually you can become more strategic and you'll see what's working and what's not working. And then you can kind of can archive those old posts. <laughs> yeah. That's so funny that you say that. It's so true because I think it's so funny, especially like, I remember, I remember years ago, whenever I was going to go do my first, um, Facebook live mm-hmm. and I mean, and I'm a performer, I I've been an actor and a dancer and all these things, but uh-huh. something, something was different about going on Facebook live. Right. I was nervous. And yep. I remember, and I think there's like one person watching, right. Cause that's, and <laughs> by the way, that's okay. Everybody. It's, it's not going to be that many people at first, but it's funny that you say that because I was thinking the opposite. I was so nervous when I should have been going, it's only one person watching. Like, what are right. you nervous about? Like <laughs> barely anybody is going to see this, Brittany. It's going to be fine. Yeah, <laughs> it, was. But it is. It's, it's what happens though. I mean, I, I remember my first Instagram live or Facebook live or whatever, and I was nervous too. And I kind of same boat, like I used to do dance. So I would, but that's like a performance. That's how I like to different. To, yeah. Yes. It's very different performing versus it's actually you, you know? So that is, it is a big difference. Right. Right. But you're right. You just got to get started. Got to get yep. rolling, put these, put these five tips into play and it's all going to start panning out. It just takes a little bit of time. Um, yes. before I let you go, make sure and tell everybody, um, how they can find you on social media, your website, however they can get yes. a hold of you. And then also, of course, we'll put that in the show notes. Sure. Yeah. So, um, I, my website is thrivecollectiveco.com. So you can message me there or look up some of my stuff there. Um, Instagram's prob- Instagram and LinkedIn are my best places to connect with me. So I'm thrive collective co on LinkedIn and Nicole Hamzello is my you know personal profile on LinkedIn. And then I'm just at thrive collective co on Instagram as well. Okay, perfect. All right. Thank, thank you. you so much for being here, Nicole. I appreciate yes. you. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for listening to today's show, y'all. For more information about the podcast, go to socialsunshinepodcast.com and follow us on Instagram and Facebook and subscribe to the Social Sunshine Podcast YouTube channel. For more information about me, go to brittanycrossin.com and connect with me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, YouTube, TikTok, and Clubhouse. The Social Sunshine Podcast is a Fun Love Media production. Funlovemedia.com. Bye.